Call in all barbs. Hello and welcome to the Thirst Eye podcast where we take our ideas, visualize them in our third eye and bring them into reality so we can talk about them in tangible ways. I'm here with some of my freaks and friends. I'm Agent 11 and we're all different agents in this journey to enlightenment. Hi, I'm Agent 19 and you can't stop me from setting fires in my apartment. Hi, I'm Agent 7. I don't stand anyone, but I've got a tattoo of Tilda Swinton on my rectum. Took a DNA test, turns out I'm 100% that bitch number 9. She's so bomb, someone sent her a bomb. The number one Bjork stand is here, it's number 13. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about stan culture. What is stan? <laughs> what are stans? Um, I think you should look it up on Urban Dictionary. Okay, let me pull up the definition. Stanley Kubrick, a hottie. <laughs> okay, Urban Dictionary says based on the central character in the Eminem song of the same name, a stan is an overzealous, maniacal fan for any celebrity or athlete. What's the um, lyric from the Eminem song? I don't know. Does it say it? No, it I believe the song would be called Stan by Eminem. <laughs> I think. I don't know. It says... Like, no one talks about Eminem and Stan Twitter, though. Yeah, I, like, no one, I don't remember. Like, no, Eminem doesn't have stands, number one. He's <laughs> irrelevant now. Like, Most yeah, R.I.P., are... remember when he was famous? Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most stands are, like, pop music stands that, like, Stan Ariana or, like, BTS. Or... Most stands are either gay or annoying, but that's the or both. <laughs> or both. I'm like pretty that. sure they're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> exactly, they aren't. But yes, yeah, stands. I remember when I was first seeing the word stan around on Twitter because I've had a Twitter since I was like 12, which is problematic. But anyways, um, I saw people talking about the term stan, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I googled that. And yeah, it's had that same definition that it originated from this Eminem song. And I thought that was really interesting because that's so completely random. And no one, yeah, no one really talks about that. And I guess that makes sense that it originated from celebrity culture or some sort of like celebrity thing. Like they kind of just like memed that uh, Eminem song and gave it its own word and now it's like a word we use so commonly but i think it's interesting that i don't know there's a term like created by fans kind of for fans it's like you're not just a fan you're a stan it's like react it's like radical almost like you're like a super fan you're a stan a fans of fans (laughs) yeah fans of fans yeah we're gonna get into that like (laughs) so yeah basically Stans are weird. Um, I was part of Stan Twitter for a little bit. I had like a moderately um, pop-in account that, well, I've had a couple. Um, that's not a flex. It's not a flex to be popular on Stan Twitter. 
Who it's are like you being standing? the number one patient in the mental asylum is being the number one on Stan Twitter. Exactly. But who are you funny. standing? Who who were you? I had like I it was like a multi stan account. I stand Gaga, Bjork, and like different all the girls, you know? Yeah, all the ladies. You're such a gay. I know. <laughs> can't help it. The girl can't help it. Whatever happened to Nelly Furtado? Didn't have enough stands, I guess. Stands keep you alive. Like, stands are hungry. They're ravenous. They, they, they feed your career. Like, I feel like stands are both a positive and a negative thing for celebrities. Because stands can be incredibly, like, invasive and gross, but they're also just, like, really passionate and will, like, go to bat for you like go to jail for you i don't know i feel like it's a weird concept i feel like when i was a stan it was something i was like very proud of but now that i'm not a stan i'm just like whoa like was i in a cult confirmed so i don't know i feel like oh yeah. wait i feel like we should say who we stan all right i've already said that i stand gaga stan bjork um recently i've become a swifty which is a new development. Kind of a Barb too, hence the intro. Even though Barb's, I mean, even though Nikki has her problems, which I don't want the Barb's to get at me for. But yeah. I'm a Gwynny stan. And Gwynny, I mean Gwyneth. And by Gwyneth, I mean GP. And by GP, I mean the Queen of Goop, Goobrella herself, Gwyneth Paltrow. Is that all? Just only Gwyneth Paltrow? I mean, Gwyneth is my one and only. I stan her. That's great. We'll get you a yoni egg and your pussy will be popping. <laughs> I, um, I can't wait to shove it up my vagina. Right, right. No, so I used to stan... I was a big Drag Race stan. Um, I was up in Drag Race stan Twitter at its prime. Like, 20... 15 2016 i want to say um so yeah that was a time i would name the queen i stand but they were canceled so <laughs> not trying to be too controversial but it was sharon needles um and then i also stand bjerk um gaga oh this is embarrassing this is like an embarrassing little stand moment and i feel like this is like sort of like prime stand culture right here um, I was a Supernatural stan when I was, like, a little teen. I also was a stan of bands, like, obsessively when I was an emo fan. And I don't think we had, like, the language stan then. But I was a little emo girl, and I definitely was a stan, even if I did not have that term then. Um, so I'm no stranger to stan culture. And I feel like we've almost normalized, like, this unhealthy obsession with celebrities in our lives. And we've sort of like put them on this like place of God. And I feel like I've, I've reached a point in my life where I don't see things that way anymore. I don't feel so obsessive about celebrities, but it's just wild because I've stand just about everybody, whether it was these ugly ass emo bands or Supernatural, thank God I wasn't a super hulak. But yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy. The okay, way I'll that- confess, I also stand Case too. <laughs> the way that when you stand someone, it like messes up your brain chemistry um, it really does you idolize someone but then at the same time 
the other ugly side of stands is that they attack the people that they stand. Like stands are vicious, and um, so you go through these cycles where you idolize someone, but then you kill your own hero inside of your head, and you have like this weird whole thing with them. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I feel like you almost get this like in your mind. You almost like have a relationship with this person. Like you feel like ownership of this person that you don't even know you don't have a relationship with, or you're just like you just like want to meet them so bad. And I feel like that was just like a phenomenon in a lot of the fandoms I was in, because I was just like we were all obsessed with trying to like meet someone, meet like this person that we covet, or like have that interaction we're all like fiending for that interaction like like my photo like reply to my tweet like and it's crazy and I feel like this this sort of started and bred out of mental illness and I hate to say that I hate to be like the stands are mentally <laughs> ill because that's mental a generalization it's it's that, that we'd be bonkers bonkers <laughs> literally but, bonkers literally bonkers but for me I feel like my stand culture started when I was into these like emo bands when I was like 12, 13, 14 and those were like the times when like your brain chemistry starts getting all wonky and if you already have like mental illness in your bloodline which I do when you're feeling like really low at that time in your life you're like looking for something to like obsess over and I feel like if you don't like get out of that depression you're just gonna keep standing people I listen to this podcast about spirituality and it says we're constantly trying to put things in our God-shaped hole. And I feel like that's very much what stand culture is. We could have like this good thing that we're seeking. Like they want to say it's God, but it could just be like self-actualization, like learning the meaning of life, yada, yada, yada. But instead we're just like, wow, um, do you see what Gaga did today? And then we just like argue over it all day and like like argue over the specifics of it the language it's it's interesting yeah you brought up um how age goes into that and how if you don't get out of that kind of sad because i've seen like 30 year old stands like old people stands like middle-aged stands and looking at their profiles it's really sad because that's all they have going on yeah yeah the uh John Lennon and the Beatles, people in the Kurt Cobain stands, those losers. Those are the worst. <laughs> like, fucking like middle-aged. What they did to Courtney Love. Yeah. <laughs> the, yes, the fucking Nirvana stand. Like, if you're a stan, if you're like a really hardcore stan, no one can do, like, the person you stand cannot do any wrong in your eyes. So that's when it comes to the point of, like, we just mentioned... Courtney Love and um, Beatles stands. So in that realm, I mean, even people who like the Beatles and appreciate that music, I, we all know John Lennon was a shitty person. Like he was kind of an asshole. And we also, there's things we like about him, but also Beatles fans want to shit on Yoko Ono for breaking up the Beatles when no, when the Beatles broke up because no one could fucking get along with John Lennon. Like, and, and same with, um, Nirvana, you know, everyone thinks Courtney killed Kurt, which honestly, I love a good conspiracy theory, so like, I'll take it, but at the same time, like, 
Courtney is like a feminist icon. Let her live her life. Y'all just hate her. Um, whenever, whenever yeah. someone says Courtney killed, um, what's his face? I say as she should. Like, as yeah. She should. As Honestly, she should. don't. I I re- resent the fact that I know his name. I think from henceforth we call frontman of Nirvana what's his face. What's his face? <laughs> Right. Yeah, like as she should. Good for her. <laughs> and can we talk about how Yoko Ono pretty much wrote Imagine? Can we also talk about how Yoko Ono's career is not like it transcends Beatles. Like Beatles is a silly pop band from Liverpool. Like Yoko Ono is an international artist, musician, public icon. For She's real. Literally like a thought leader. I can't with these Beatles fans. She's like she's so above. Like Beatles is like, like I feel like it's it's a sort of like intellectual deficiency. Like the Beatles are like a cute gang of like it's like they're like essentially like the One Direction of their era. <laughs> I I like the Beatles. Okay, like don't don't get mad at me, um, but they're not like like Yoko Ono's like on another level. Like she's she deserves to be stand. Right. Right. So, so we're we're putting um, Beatles stands in the past, and we're putting Yoko stands in the future. Um, hop on the wave. Yeah, I feel like Beatles might be where we want to say stand culture started, because I feel like that's the first like boy band everyone was like losing their mind over. You know? Yeah, it was um, like the first international sensation. Yeah, but like people have had like obsessions for like such a long time, like. Um, composers in the 19th century would get like <laughs> crowds of adoring fans throwing oh, yeah. themselves at like dirty Fox old men. Beethoven stand. <laughs> yeah, well, like Mozart. Mozart was firstly Mozart was young. He was a little prodigy, so like he probably got a lot of adoring fans. And um, poor old like Salieri was like left in the shadows of like all of the stands. The stands hated little little old Salieri because Mozart was so much better and so they killed Salieri don't look it up it's like it's true don't look it up don't fact check (laughs) Mozart killed Salieri don't look it up justice we want justice but yeah and and to be fair I feel like if, if we think about all these people that were standing like yes they have talent like I feel like it's cool to celebrate people who have talent but yeah, I feel like standing is just a whole another phenomenon. We take it to a whole, a whole other level. I feel like, do we want to talk about really prominent stands like in this moment? Like people we see a lot of on Twitter. Cause I feel like we see like a lot of like K-pop, BTS stands. We see the Beehive, we see the Barbs. We see the Ariana stands. I don't know if they have a name. Um, list celebrity and have a stand at this point. My, the thing I like about stands is that they try and cancel people who like remotely like I remember um, um, Harry Styles who has his own stands was getting cancelled on Twitter because K-pop stands thought that like like he was overshadowing their idols. It was like <laughs> it was like it happened like a couple weeks ago and it was like Harry Styles' over party was trending and it was because like some K-pop stands were like, Harry Styles is like too popular. We need to like quell this. You see a lot of weird things like that in the K-pop fandom. Yeah, it's K-pop. almost like they're very like organized and like mobilized and they 
it's funny. I'm talking about like K-pop stands, like they're a terrorist organization. <laughs> they <Great>. are. <laughs> we stand K-pop stands. What did they do to DJT? Okay, that was one thing they did right. <laughs> K-pop stands canceled Donald Trump, and for that we stand K-pop stands. The, yeah, I feel like they're always me. just trying to pull one over on us, the K-pop stands. They're always, like, playing little hashtag games. They've, like, figured out how to use, like, the Twitter algorithm for their own gain. It's really interesting. And how, like, at for the longest time, if you would see, like, a popular tweet on Twitter, like, the first tweet underneath it would be, like, some bot replying with, like, a K-pop video. Yeah, like, that's I was really about to say that. Yeah. Like, um... For the, I took like a hiatus off of like Stan Twitter for a couple years and then I came back and then that was a thing um, because um, all of a sudden K-pop was the biggest fandom and I was like what the what the hell is a fan cam? Right, right. I feel like we're old now. Like we don't understand what stands these days are doing. But back in my day, I don't know. I feel like it was that then it could only have gotten worse but i know i like i like where these k-pop stands slash terrorists are taking this um a little annoying especially when you don't understand what the hell is going on but like good for them they're like buying buying out all the tickets at the donald trump rally and like leaving the seats empty and like they're, they're scamming for a greater purpose and i'll give them that um but but still though but all all these like... little white girls standing like these men who like they don't even speak the same language as it's very <laughs> an interesting phenomenon but also i feel like that rally situation with the k-pop stands it wasn't just k-pop stands it was like a wider movement that like oh for sure, started on for TikTok. sure. So I, i'm thinking better. about like stand culture though and i'm thinking about like supernatural being like such a pointed like as soon as um, you said Supernatural, <laughs> I was like flashback to like, it was like the literal only fandom on Tumblr for a hot minute. It was like, there were Supernatural stands and there were Sherlock stands. And there were the only fandoms on Tumblr. Don't there forget was... Doctor Who, but that's the ugliest one, I think. So I, I, do I forget thought it. I liked the least ugly one. Um, I kind of liked Sherlock too, but I'm not gonna call myself like a stan or anything. Cause... The Whovians, the Whovians, um were notable. I forgot about them. And th- there's probably a lot of like Potterheads on Tumblr as well. Um, I think I... I didn't, I might have like skipped not noticed them because there was a minute where I didn't, I never got into like Doctor Who, but there was a minute where people were telling me I had to. And so like I pretended to. Um, yeah, yeah. They they always try to weasel you into watching Doctor Who and then you try to you watch it and you're just like, I don't like this because I'm not a fucking nerd. But like you can't tell them that. You, you like pretend to like it. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's like, I was like, I saw, like, there's like a, there was an aesthetic there, I was like, scarves and like, telephone booths, I'm like, that's cute. I appreciate it, but it's just not for me. Yeah, and then like, the sci-fi is like, really bad, like, really bad CGI, ugly, like, ugly, like, it's just like, ugly to watch, like, everything, like, it's just ugly, Doctor Who cancelled, ugly show. (laughs) Ugly show for ugly people. (laughs) (laughs) I've always had, like, a bad taste in my mouth for Doctor Who, because, like, I feel like it's 
the everything wrong with British people. <laughs> like I don't know why, but that's just the vibe I get from it. I, I think even... Potter Potterheads too were like a big thing because it's like an antidote. Because it's like there's something about like Doctor Who where it's like always seemed like it was like showing you like ugly sides of the ugly side of British people, and then there was like Sherlock and and Harry Potter to like give you like the posh like 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 um high fantasy or like um sleuthing london side but it was all annoying like all of them were annoying but tumblr supernatural was such a thing on tumblr so supernatural i was such a proud supernatural stan and and i feel like yeah it was i feel like that's when i really started to notice stan culture because it was very like I am into this and I am so proud and like you had to like go and get your little like ugly um shirts at Hot Topic you had to make your fan art you had to um have your little tumblr blog and everyone just wanted to meet them so bad and they would have supernatural conventions and I literally went to those conventions and let me tell you it was not cheap to meet these people and I met them I met Sam and Dean and all of that jazz and honestly there's i literally this just popped into my mind but this shows the type of hysteria that stan culture will bring into your life but there was literally a point when i was at a supernatural convention where i was just like crying with this girl and just random stranger i do not know her and she was just like crying because she was like i don't know if i'll ever meet nisha collins again and I, I was just like sobbing with her and i was like it's okay like we'll get through this like <laughs> like why are like why are these teenagers like sobbing over these things like these are such first world problems like i'll never meet nisha collins again like something about the emotion of young mentally ill teenagers like investing all of their happiness in like these celebrities it's scary and luckily like i know that this misha collins person he's like a decent individual off of the show but like that's scary when people pick like these terrible idols like these celebrities that like do drugs and are ugly and like by standing their own person yeah like why would you stand somebody ugly <laughs> like <laughs> what about like the serial killer standom oh my the fact that that actually exists is crazy to me. This the true crime fandom. I'm this- a Gypsy Rose Blanchard stan. Aren't we all? Honestly, free her. Free her 2020. Um, also free Britney. But free Britney, yes, free Britney. I feel like that's such a positive aspect of stan culture. Like, they really advocating for their girl. And we all stan Britney. We're all, I feel like, we were all Britney stands back in our heart. I I I like I remember one of the earliest stands of Britney. Does anybody remember that YouTube? Chris Cocker. Yes. Oh my, oh god, my god. Leave Britney uh, alone. Like the musicians have like such. There's like such a air of like standum around them. I think the worst one though is actually not Britney. Like Britney stands, I like because she's quirky and like 
controversial. I feel like it's controversial to like really like her because there's something about her that like upsets mainstream tastes because she's like blonde and like her music is kind of dumb and she's oh, but like bimbophobia. Yeah, ex- exactly. The one who like has like fans that make her like impenetrable, like you can't criticize her, are Beyonce and her beehive. Yeah. I was I was thinking about Beyonce recently because I saw like an ad for her new like video album on Disney Plus and my immediate thought was not like oh this looks really beautiful because it did but it was ew why is she working with Disney Plus and this looks like a cash grab and it's disgusting and I feel like you can't but you can't say shit like that because like the beehive will kill you. Like they will go to your house and murder you because you've just been disloyal to the queen. They just don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. I feel like everyone should, we should be open to the critique of everyone. And I feel like that's when stan culture becomes a problem because stans have created this perfect, like untouchable deity in their mind of this person. But then this person is a person, they have things in their past or they're capitalist puppets. I mean, there, there's a long array of things someone someone could be quote unquote, like canceled or critiqued for, but I don't, I don't think there should be a problem with necessarily critiquing people, especially highly visible celebrities like Beyonce. I think, yeah, this is just me like pontificating about me being afraid of Beehive and being canceled on Twitter. Like I have, I have six Twitter followers, and I'm afraid that I'll lose them all if I said something bad about <laughs> Queen Bee. Right. I mean, they're all re- they've already mailed us anthrax just for saying this. It's on the way. I really, yeah. like, look, if you're a Beyonce stan, um, it's not that I don't think the concept, like, I don't think a visual album is, like, a bad concept, and I think it's probably going to be really pretty and, like, fun to listen to, but I feel like the fact that, yeah, she's, like, playing to the corporate interests of like Disney um, seems disturbing and that she should be like supporting independent. Yeah, she's like- Why are you trying to justify it to them? They don't care. They just see you as a hater and like the anthrax is already in the mailbox. Uh, Beyonce's overrated. So the beehive. Right, the beehive. Well, all I have to really say about that is that Sasha Fierce is the best. And after that, it's just content. Yeah, like Lemonade. Lemonade is overrated. Lemonade is good. Lemonade has a couple bops. It has formation, right? Okay, Beebs. Okay, Beebs. Go after them. Go after them. (laughs) <laughs> they're 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 trashing they're trashing they're trashing Queen B. I mean, like, um, we can't hate on Beyonce when she um, we can't like fully hate on her when she made Crazy in Love. Um, and how like, I don't know why, but anytime we walk from one side of the club to another, Crazy in Love is playing. I can we also like take a minute to acknowledge the fact that like Solange is the superior. Knowles. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Solange is everything. 
Yeah, oh, you said sure. it. <laughs> All right. Cure for stand culture. You have to like snap out of it yourself. Like they're drinking the Kool-Aid. It's like in their system. They're gonna keep drinking it. And a few people make it out alive, but most of them don't. They live and die in stand culture. And I feel, I feel like-, like it's a symptom of people not growing the fuck up. I agree. I totally agree that like some people like live in fandoms and they stay stands, but like I do feel like a lot of the people who are on Tumblr in 2014 have turned, have like entered their 20s and they're no longer on Tumblr in 2014. They they don't, like, I don't think there are many supernatural stands anymore. Oh, they exist, honey. They exist. But there's, like, they're not at the power that they once were. For sure. But I feel like that also has to do with the decline of Tumblr because Twitter has definitely taken Tumblr's place. I think I think it's like an eight, but I, I definitely think like younger people tend to be like bigger stands. Younger people, yeah. The thing is, I don't want to completely trash stand culture because even when I was a supernatural stand, I felt like an instant like as much as that's ugly, I felt a very strong sense of community, regardless of it being bonkers or not. I don't know. I felt like those were people who like. I had friends in that fandom who like cared about me, who generally cared about the show, felt it had like a positive impact on them. And I feel like younger people, and it go, and it also goes back to like mentally ill people, like I was saying before, they just like need an outlet for like connection and community. And I feel like that's why stan culture has gotten so intense because it's not just one stan. One stan isn't a problem; it's a group of stans. It's a like a mass mob of stans, and that's when it gets a little scary. Is when you have like the stan mob. Who's been canceled by stands? So many people. I feel like I feel like you can't you can't even name them all because I feel like stands cancel everyone. Obviously, canceling is a thing that's yeah. happening a lot lately. But I feel like stands are generally involved. Yeah, someone who I think should um um gets way too many passes from stands is Kanye West. Because, like, Azalea Banks has the same exact diagnosis as him, but she gets called crazy. She doesn't get the same passes that he does, and her no. career is ruined because of that. Kanye West is, like, living the life. Justice yeah. for Azalea. Um, honestly, I do have a smidge of love for a little mentally ill Kanye. We love him. But, like, Azalea, yeah, there's this is a complete double standard. And a lot of stand culture, I feel like, reinforces the really terrible things about our society, which is, like, misogyny and, like, racism, colorism. Like, they just can't handle a Black woman like Azalea Banks. It's because they hate women. I know. And, like, she makes some really good points, like how she hates white gays, like, um, as she should. Um, how she went off on Grimes and Elon. Like, yeah. yeah. And I like when she went on, I mean, she said, like, she says problematic things, but I feel like she's on the pulse. Like, the pulse of what she says is probably true. Like, when she was at TK critiquing that One Direction guy, Zayn Malik, for, um, like, appropriate, like, cultural appropriation and stealing from her music videos, she was saying it in, like, the most egregious way possible. But, like, everything she was saying was true. Like, he literally stole visual cues from her music video. And he is anointed by, like, a mostly white fan base, where she has a largely, like, more... She has a more diverse fan base. 
Um, and she's a black woman who's been like mistreated by like the mainstream while he's been elected as like one of the like and this was like a while back so he's no longer super relevant and she is but i i feel like she's she's she has good intuition so azalea is a real singer i mean she's a real musician unlike rupaul that's someone who's not a real musician for sure death to rupaul RuPaul. Um, RuPaul needs to release some RuPologies and some RuPerations for the damn trauma I've endured because of his stupid ass TV show. I I do, I will say the one thing I'll say in defense of her is that I don't actually think she has any stands. <laughs> like I don't, I like, maybe they exist, but the stands are not for her, they're for others yeah she's created a platform for like the worst fandom in like recent history literally the worst fandom no one no one knows unless they're a part of it um and i feel like i don't know it used to be a much more niche thing like back in the day i feel like I want to make a case that fandoms are almost like more intense the smaller they are because you feel almost close-knit you feel like your celebrity or the person you're standing is more accessible so i feel like you feel like you almost like have a chance meeting this person or whatever so i feel like drag queens are almost too accessible and then um these stands the thing is, I feel like drag queens weren't really meant to be mainstream like that. They were adult entertainers. And then we put them on this platform. And as the show started to gain rise in popularity, all of a sudden, this art form that was very 21 plus for a long period of time became very like, all right, I'm 13 and I stand Alaska Thunderfuck because that's not problematic at all. And like, not that drag queens aren't the best role models, which I mean, they aren't, but at the same time, like there's valuable things to be learned from drag queens, sure. But that's not an environment where kids this young are meant to be functioning in. So that's where we get to like, oh, everyone's like calling Katya mom and it's making her uncomfortable or like, it's like this weird culture because this is not meant for children yet children all of the sudden are running this community are completely running amok and terrorizing each other and terrorizing the queens yeah it's crazy how i think that that really like once it really blew up and became mainstream around like katya season is when you really started to see it like poor katya had people literally showing up to her house yeah, I would almost say that it started to get bad when they started sending death threats to Fifi. Like, that was before, which was pre... I mean, yeah, showing I mean, up to, like, that's the yeah. that's the peak. Like, I think that might be the peak, because she also has, like, the most fervent fan base, probably. I mean, you might actually be able to speak more to that 
it's, it's amazing how many people in the public eye just be casually getting death threats. It's really crazy because I, I mean, I guess you could say that started with Fifi, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tyra from season two was getting death threats. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. absolutely. So, and probably yeah. Raja. Ra- too. Yeah. Plenty of people for no apparent reason get death threats, even if they just don't like the way you look. Like Delta, definitely. I, oh, I like. Sure. I don't. I don't. Don't fact check me. I'm sure it happened, and I'm like that. I'll. I'll stand on. Like Salieri did not kill Mozart. Um, sorry, other way around. Actually, the rumor is that Salieri did kill Mozart. That's probably not true, but Mozart definitely didn't kill Salieri because. Salieri lived past Mozart, um, but I'm pretty sure Delta got death threats. For sure. Okay, or bullied, sure. like hate, hate, like a lot of like toxic hate messages, and it's like... Yeah, I'm not here for it. I don't know. I feel like Drag Race, it, it's, a, it's a failed social experiment, that fandom. I think uh, Eleven had some thoughts about fandom in general. Yeah, um, I guess, isn't it crazy how RuPaul has this whole platform that he made and he like profits off of all of these queens and a lot of them, like there's this one case with Stacey Lane Matthews that she was supposed to be on All Stars 4, but um she had the rug pulled out from under her right before the season was supposed to start filming and these queens spend thousands of dollars take out loans go into debt for this show and rupaul left her in the dust stacy is homeless now and um it's really sad to see that especially because we like make a profit out of saying hanny which is something Stacy first said on that show absolutely yeah it's interesting RuPaul is like this capitalist monster that really just like profits off of all of these people that he gave these careers from he's very much acting like God like he giveth and taketh these drag queen careers and I feel like we need to we need to take away this RuPaul monopoly and I feel like that's sort of happening because recently Dragula has gotten very popular and like there's lots of other formats of drag people are starting to understand that they could go see local drag and that is RuPaul doesn't have the monopoly on drag but it's still yeah it's just RuPaul cancelled we hate him he fracks terrible and another thing is now that with COVID and everything there's been like digital drag and it's definitely more accessible especially with not so much like strobe lights um for folks that get epilepsy and folks that are not able-bodied and it's great to see that like more folks can have access to this whereas like if you go to a club it's they usually involve like strobe lights and all this crazy things and a lot of the venues are not very accessible and I know that's something that one of the drag kings I follow Androgen very happy about. Stan Androgen. Androgen is this amazing king from Orlando right? 
Um, and it's also crazy how 13 brought up the like how RuPaul has created this like very narrow brand of drag that um, only works within that show. Yeah. So the thing about Drag Race is these people watch it, oftentimes young children, like in high school, middle school, or um, just young adults in general who maybe don't know a lot about drag. It could be straight people learning about drag for the first time. And they watch it, and afterwards they think they're the expert on drag. They think they know everything. They think they know how it's supposed to look and what you're supposed to do. Sure, I think it's a, a semi-decent idea from drag if you watch all of Drag Race, sure. That doesn't account for all of the other types of drag there is. It doesn't account for um, bio queens or like non-binary queens or trans queens or even just queens that do like really weird things like trashy queens. There's so much like underground drag and underground things that we don't see. And I feel like a thing about stan culture is there's like this entitlement it's like you're entitled to this thing you think you're the expert on it and you think you can speak on it yeah because i would definitely say that i don't know once you're a stan like you can't be wrong almost it's like you're always going to be right in your mind you always have to come out on top you always have to like one up someone with the next comment it's like a very hostile culture that sort of breeds hatred i would say because there's no need to be like arguing about the specifics of like drag queen tv show on twitter yet i would sit there and watch people do it all day and i definitely there was a time i would participate in it and it's always like oh x person i stand is better than x person you stand this and that like why do we care why are we comparing these human beings that we don't know it's alarming yeah i um i think the entitlement think speaks to that really well. It's like, especially with the sort of accessible celebrities, celebrities who until recently probably wouldn't be celebrities. Um, And I think that also kind of speaks to like this like social relationship about like Katya, for example, like partially became popular because of a YouTube series. So it wasn't just like being on a show, but it was also being having like an internet personality that like became really accessible and really popular and then suddenly you have this relationship with somebody who doesn't know that you exist and you begin to like absorb there's so much content that you can like take in on on a single individual that you're kind of like witnessing like part of their life unfold before your eyes but then like you don't actually know this person and you feel entitled to like show up at their house and like demand they be your friend or like adopt you into their family (laughs) which is like weird and and wrong but um but also like kind of under it's understandable like i understand how people can like watch hours and hours of content with like a set number of people and think that you know they're your friend yeah it's a real lack of boundaries we have very unhealthy boundaries in this country and i swear stan culture i keep going back to this mental illness if you need something to distract yourself so you find this person to fixate on and no one wants to look at it that way but i swear that's what it's like 
and you need to sort of like unpack that unpack why like I mean obviously there's no problem with liking somebody and thinking somebody's talented and like loving what they do but if you're like fixated to the point of like you have to meet them you have to go to the show like this is just like so emotionally difficult for you Again, it, it could have been I was going through puberty, so like things were intense for me. But I feel like this intensity is just a trademark of stan culture. Yeah, why, why do we care so much? And that, that's a big thing. And I, it goes back to capitalism always. Somehow we got sold to these people. We bought into whatever they were selling because ultimately, like, we are almost consuming these people and we're treating these people like they're for our consumption, like we can have ownership of them. Um, and in reality, it's unhealthy to look at people that way. Like people are themselves. They don't have to fit a certain mold or be fit for our consumption. When you brought up mental illness, it reminded me of something funny. Um, when I was first finding out that I have autism, um, and I was looking at all the traits. I was like, what the heck? Um, Stan Twitter is autistic. <laughs> Stan Twitter is autistic. And they literally, literally. are. Like, they, I was looking at the traits and they like hyper fixate on certain topics, which it check mark, and they lack social cues check mark. Those are like the two biggest things. Um, <laughs> and how they like have encyclopedic knowledge of like their faves. That is so autistic. <laughs> hot take stan twitter's autistic <laughs> um i'm pretty sure you just described like i like really strongly identify with that um and yeah, i like i'm very disturbed <laughs> like i'm like oh my god i literally could talk i mean i could talk about something like this for hours i i i think it's I, I i think it's like an i think it's also mob mentality it's like it's not just it's like it's positive reinforcement it's like a it's like a relationship that you develop with a bunch of other anonymous people where they're doing it so it becomes okay yes yes it's literally group think <laughs> i experienced such group think continue and things that are normalized yes, yes it's exacerbated by twitter and like social media like stan culture may have existed with like beethoven or like mozart like they might have had stands but we like they were just like rabid fans like stands are like mobilized units online like the beehive like putting little bees in their instagram captions all stands are terrorists 2020 but for real okay so i feel like very much when i was a stan everyone was a cyber bully and it was normalized and i hate to say it because part of me is like is cyber bullying real just turn your computer off but no we were the people definitely would cyber bully each other over their faves and over who they stand and yeah i feel like that was very much normalized even if you're like a good person if you see people around you who you have like this camaraderie about like trying to like be negative or fight someone or put someone down because of their opinion on something and it's almost like funny to do it like we've made that like a haha comedy moment in twitter now but in reality like that's a real person like it could be very hurtful 
but yeah, I feel like everyone was almost conned into being a cyberbully at some point through groupthink. Strategic assault you have, like trying to defend your fave. Like you have to like search their name and like fend anyone who like speaks slanderous words. Yeah, you're you're like the army. I feel like that's why the the K-pop people, they did something when they called themselves the BTS army because that's very much how they act. Like they're mobilized, they're militarized, like they're on it. I I also think part of another problem is when you get when you see you only see a certain side. Like you're not you may think you know a celebrity whatever but you only see their public facing persona. They're not like, you're not seeing them like when they're napping or like when they're getting in a fight or when they're like taking their dog on a walk or like when they're reaping like before bed or like when they're watching the Real Housewives for a really long time. And yes, there are people who are Real Housewives stand. You're only getting like a snippet of their life and you don't actually, so you don't even, so you think that they're unproblematic wholly that they're like their public facing persona is them and that they can never do or say something bad and when they do it's like oh my god i've just been stabbed in the back by like my best friend like how how dare how dare that have happened like you said something wrong like it's over you must be like executed <laughs> right <laughs> it's crazy how stands literally like they deify these people and they don't exist on the same plane as us in their minds and also they're like record labels and stuff or whatever agency that these celebrities are signed to go through like crazy lengths especially in k-pop to like make sure that that image is held no k-pop k-pop is like absolute capitalism like come like like as like distilled into like cute little petite like girl or boy band forms they're like it's really 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 disturbing um but inevitably like they do slip up and i think like a good example of like standing is jk rowling and i know we weren't supposed to talk about this but i think like there's a lot of jk rowling stands who like have suddenly like reevaluate their lives because like they don't agree with what she's saying and it's like but it's like inevitable somebody that you give a lot of power issue a lot of power to is going to say something that you disagree with. I feel like that's an interesting one because I feel like people didn't necessarily stan her, but they stan everything she created. So I feel like there you can almost like separate the art from the artist, but in a lot of cases, I feel like you can't, you know? Yeah, I think a better example is actually the letter that she was named on, which is like this like big letter that there were a lot of people like bemoaning cancel culture and a lot of people were really triggered because some of their faves were on that letter. And it was like Margaret Atwood, um, who's like a famous novelist, and Noam Chomsky, who is a famous socialist. Yeah. And like people were canceling them. I feel like people want to label things as one or the other. And I feel like to cancel culture is just an inherent side effect of the stand culture. Because once you give everything away to somebody, you want to take it back, you want to cancel it. And we need to stop giving these people so much power so that they can exploit it in these ways. The thing about um, that letter is there's this one video that I'm going to send to you all. It's already in the um, reference the resources 
document that I made, but um, we should definitely have like a full conversation about cancel culture after yeah. we watch that video because it's gonna it has it gives you a different perspective on cancel culture and what it means for the establishment. Oh, I agree. It's a net good. Like, bye bye. <laughs> I want I want regime change quicker. For sure, yeah. No, we're definitely going to have a cancel culture episode, and we'll definitely dive into that more, because I feel like there's a lot to be said on that. And it is very, like, adjacent to this idea of stan culture, so I think it's good that we brought it up, at least. But I, I mean, I think, I think it speaks to this idea of, like, Sharon Needles, for example, <laughs> like, who Listen. was stood and now canceled. Fair, fair. But I feel like that's, again, a complicated situation. Don't get me started. Because I was the biggest Sharon Stan back in the day. But at the same time, I feel like that situation in itself is an example of where Stan culture went wrong. Because I feel like there was a line blurred there. There was a line blurred between Stan and Stanny, And I feel like once they cross into, like a realm of being in the same room too often they implode and I feel like that's very much what happened in that situation with Sharon Needles and this fan that's accusing her of um, grooming and abuse and whatnot Um, I do think that Sharon is not completely innocent and I feel like Sharon I as much as I loved her I feel like I was expecting her to be canceled for a while but I feel like that's very much a um an effect of the very toxic culture that Drag Race had bred, which is really, really young, obsessive fans trying to get as close to these toxic adults that lived in this toxic world of entertainment, often like doing drugs and whatnot. So I, I see how that went as badly as it did, you know. I, I okay. So I didn't. I guess I didn't know the full story about this um i'm kind of i'm blind but i i'm reminded to didn't that happen to didn't that happen to max um i feel like there was something with max but i don't fully remember what it was like max dated a fan i like vaguely remember that max was like people were like questioned like interesting and then that was before max disappeared r.i.p rip 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 robbed queen yeah so continuing with like the vein of sharon so when i was like a sharon stan actually so i like i feel like there was like different circles of sharon stans but we were all like sharon stans but um it's interesting because i feel like i experienced some really weird aspects of stan culture just by being a stan and in Drag Race, we sort of had like this like group of cool like Sharon stands. Um, I'm not gonna mention us by name because we were ugly, but we were like known on Twitter for being just like, I don't know, hellions essentially. Just like causing drama, stirring the, bat- the pot. We had like a little Facebook group, like yada yada. And this was like a time when um, the app the website or the app curious cat was really popular which was basically just like an ask website like some anonymous person could send you a question and then you answer it um so that was like a very in thing on twitter just like answering random questions uh so 
I feel like I experienced being stand by people. And it's really interesting because I feel like this, to this day, I think this is fake because these people like spoke in such broken English and were being like so crazy that I was like, who are these people? But I had like a shit ton of people like, or just like messages in my curious cat, just like saying that they're my fans. They would always say that they're my fans of fans, fans. And basically they, they would always ask me all of these questions like about like, Sharon and like her boyfriend at the time Chad and just like constantly just getting my drag race hot takes but they were always just like we love you like give your fans attention like it was just like the most bizarre thing in the world but like I said they spoke in like broken English they said they were from Singapore Uh, I think some said they were from Brazil again I'm convinced this is like a fabricated like fake person but it's interesting that like when you're a stan that people will start to stan you. It's like this weird clout. You have to like climb your way up the ladder of terrible people and be the most terrible. And like, I don't think I was like personally that bad. Like I definitely was not the most popular stan or the meanest stan on any level. But it's like, yeah, it's like a popularity club, this stanhood. And if you get close to the top, you get you start getting stands for being a stan and it's literally maddening um it's like a it's a weird popularity contest and i think it's interesting because i feel like people who stand things weren't popular in school so it's like almost like they're reenacting like this weird high school need to be popular they're like i may not be popular but i'm gonna be popular in this small circle of internet celebrity terrorists (laughs) wow that's bonkers that's really hot. Seven, do you wish you had stands and stands of stands? I do. I, I don't think I was ever into stan. Like, I was never really a stan because, like, as I've mentioned, like, I'm, I've, I've become, like, a stan of, like, Gwynny and Kate Stu recently. But, like, they don't, like, there's no, like, there's no community for me. Like, there's no, like, goop Twitter for me to be, like, I love Gwynny. Um, There's no, like, case do like especially like now that case do is actually not popular amongst impressionable teenagers she's no, like popular no. there's definitely case do stands out there without a doubt there is case do stands you just have to find them but but case do stands are like mature now like because case do's work is now like good <laughs> like so she's not like attracting like tweens who like love twilight she's not like that's not like they're not the oh, same. She's attracting tweens who are lesbians, and that's better. Yeah, well, no, but like they're more, they're like mature, like tweens. They're like more like in tune with themselves and like their desires. That's fair. I, they're yeah. not like they're not rabid, and they're not like they're not like impressionable. Like I think they're pretty secure in themselves, and I think there's a lot of people who are older who appreciate like the work that she's done since Twilight and that her career has taken off and she's a legend now. Um, But I was never like, I was like, I said it was like Whovian and like Potter had a Jason. Like I was never like fully immersed in those communities. So I am a little jealous. Like I would love to like have had a fan blog that like took off. 
<laughs> well, we can be late bloomers together because we can be case to um stands together. Okay, okay. I'm like, yeah. I mean, if I make a case to, do you want to like number nine? Do you want to co-run a case to account with me uh, for fans of case to for the case to essence? It's Let's the renaissance do of it. Case Stu. She's Case Stu. This Case has been going on since like 2014. Just so everybody is like on the same page. And I'll make Maybe 2012. For fans of fans of Case Stu. Um, and then I'll make I'll have the fan page for your fan page, and then you'll <laughs> then you'll understand. That's yeah, exactly. Like it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, I think there is a trend, and like there is like a thing that happens in like literature where like you can like write like fanfic that becomes really popular and then like people become fans of like fanfic yeah yeah and i think that might be the same thing i never wrote fanfic Mm -hmm. like like, i'm thinking about like i everyone remembers and i know like youtubers have talked about it and like people have talked about the like that potter fanfic that i'm like not remembering but it was on tumblr of all places wait what was it about you're talking about my immortal right yes it was the goth tumblr it was like the i'm a ravenclaw i'm a slytherin but i'm like really goth (laughs) (laughs) it was like i shop at hot topic but i'm i go to hogwarts and like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i remember that time in tumblr it's like a good thing to have hot takes about right now yeah, I feel like if you have, like, a skill to offer as a stan, be it, like, writing, like, making edits, like, making content, like, making fan art, I feel like that, like, increases your stan value, and maybe that's why I had stands because we had a group, which was content, and then I was, like, a huge Sharon fan artist, and I think that's funny because I feel like as an artist, when I first was getting into art, it was very much like stan motivated because I would draw like a lot of portraits of just like people who I admired or was fans of and it's like this weird sick way of like trying to get attention oh if you draw someone they might give you attention I feel like it's like a weird thing that like artists go through because like once you realize like you have like a talent like you kind of like want this like attention for it so I feel like that's, they're like, oh, this is an outlet. I feel like once teenage girls realize they can get attention from something, it's over. And I feel like that's very much, again, how stan culture rose up. Because people found they can get attention just from being outrageous online over things they enjoy. And at least from the artistic perspective, I feel like that's like a, maybe a valuable skill to offer. But a lot of stands don't necessarily have valuable skills to offer. It's just like hatred. I do notice though, like um, I see a lot of like fan art being posted by some, like especially like in the drag community. Like after their looks on the runway, they'll be like they'll post the fan art from that week, like on their story. Yeah. And I'll like occasionally click on the artist and like look at their work and I'll be like that's kind of cool yeah exactly I used to do that with drag race queens all the time because they're so accessible and they're more likely to see your work than like some hotshot celebrity 
So it's good for people who have like little talents like that to be a stand of that because they're like constantly trying to like milk it, you know? Like as soon as the show airs, you know it's a mad dash to whoever can draw like Shay's look on the runway first. Like it's that's how it is. Like people take that stuff so seriously. Like to live and die in stan culture. Like it's just it's a little intense. And that's why I've retired from stan culture. How can we as a society try to retire this stan culture and like move forward? Because I feel like we've done a good job today sort of unpacking our own experiences with stan culture. What is this a larger result of? And like, how can we either end stan culture or should we end stan culture? Is there is there good effects to it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say. As, as long as people still like, people will always be, um, obsessive and mentally ill and like interested in things so it's never it's just gonna evolve into different forms because i remember um how the internet was before um the word like stan was common and there was still stan culture remember um tumblr from like 2012 with all of their the hitalia and we talked about this earlier like supernatural and the mission apocalypse like that's that's like early stan for this decade, you know? If, if someone wants to jump in, they totally can. Cause I'm not too, I don't really do stan culture, so. But yeah, I'm for ending it. I I think, I don't think it'll ever be, I'm sort of agreeing with like 19's comment. I don't think it'll ever end. I think it does, it's good to like think about though, because it does manifest as like a sort of way of like perpetuating yeah, and like um, commodifying celebrity. I, I um, do you guys remember the Onceler fandom? Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like it's always just going to be so awful. Everything's going to be awful. Nothing's ever going to get better. See, we're trying to visualize these happy futures in our thirst eye, though. <laughs> yeah. Realistically, I would love to envision a future without Stan culture. And I think I agree with you guys because. I don't know, it's gotta go, but I don't think it's gonna go. It's just simply a symptom of our culture, our extremely unhealthy culture. Uh, mm -hmm. However, I don't know. I feel like it will continue to free shape and take form. I feel like it's good for people to realize, especially stands themselves or ex-stands, to sort of like look back and unpack those experiences. If you're like such a like diehard fan of something, like let us unpack that. How much time and energy are we pouring into this celebrity, this like person that, I mean, all people matter obviously, but this one person's life, we have increased the value of opposed to other people's lives. And I don't know, I feel like we need to stop putting other people on a pedestal and put ourselves on pedestals and put people who actually are doing something to change the world on pedestals. Because I mean, in reality, like such and such drag queen, such and such pop star, like what are they really doing for us? Like sure, they're making us content, they're like entertaining us, but they're making outrageous salaries, living outrageous lives that we can never comprehend. And it goes back to we're giving our power away. Like what ways are we giving our power away? And yeah, it's never going to stop because there's this is always going to be a phenomenon in the life we live in. 
but like I don't know it's, it's mm-hmm. crazy guys and I feel like I see it more than ever because I lived through stan culture and I had a lot of really like good experiences followed by a bunch of not so good experiences which made me rethink that whole thing our culture is very unhealthy and I feel like we talked about stan culture in a way that was sort of maybe smaller more queer because we're talking about like female pop stars and like drag queens that's not what stan culture is to everyone necessarily yeah on a much larger scale people stand like these big hollywood celebrities but if we look at what these people are really doing like not a lot of these people are using their power and their influence for good i mean there's a handful of them but if you dive too deeply into Hollywood, you find sexual assault and pedophilia and just people who have way more money than they deserve to have. We need to stop creating this elite class. So I feel like it's all about reclaiming power and being like, okay, we don't need these people. We can entertain ourselves. We appreciate them, but why is this the pinnacle of our society? They, they do nothing. Mm-hmm. I um I do think though there's something about the motivation of like seeing an artist that you like or a musician that you like um, and wanting to celebrate them in like another like motivating it like to form like a path to like creativity that like this is so corny and I hate that I'm saying this because like production is a sort of inherently capitalistic like mentality of like mm-hmm. self-worth that's motivated by product but whatever um, like there are I mean you can like people start like there are writers who have like proclaimed that they've started their literary careers as like fanfic writers and like um i think like neil gaiman and nk jemison have like come out as like past like fanfic writers um and they're like both like well established in like their respective communities and i feel like like the same could be said about like homage um to other artists like a lot of like classical art schools like taught students by like recreating masterpieces and then they would like branch off and like experiment and do their own thing and I feel like you get a similar thing by like trying out different styles by like doing portraits of celebrities that like and then you can branch off and start doing portraits of your friends or like developing your own aesthetic. I relate to that like I said from the art piece you know I very much started doing art with this very like I guess egotistical I mean not even necessarily egotistical because it's normal for a young girl to like want to obsess over idols and things like that like I don't think there's any problem with that because I think I don't know it's, it's a very natural stage that I feel like people go through but I feel like it's when it, people get stuck there is the problem because I don't know I feel like a lot of us are talking about stan culture looking back like looking back in the past but some people don't ever like leave stan culture and I feel like that's where we sort of need to unpack it because I feel like being a fan of something in itself isn't bad. I feel like it's a beautiful thing to see someone else's work and to celebrate that by making your own artwork of your own or talking about it or whatever. But there's a point which again it's just a side effect of the toxic society that we live in but 
it, it had gotten toxic. It's, it's, it's not good for us to stand people anymore past a certain point, you know? Yeah, I, I do. I do know it, it needs to stop, but it never will. So another thing um, I, I could associate stand culture with would be like sports teams and stuff like that. But also like the Apple Corporation, how like people stand Apple and buy all their new products every time they release something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like that's almost like, like I said before, we were talking about little little baby queer stands, but those are like the big scary monster stands that we probably really should have been talking about, but we're all gigantic losers, so we talked about drag queens instead. But um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like sports teams, that's like the ugliest type of standing because I don't know, I feel like like literally what is the reason for passing a ball around and making millions of dollars like there's none it's for your entertainment that offers nothing to the world and most of the times these people aren't good for anything other than passing a ball around celebrity Mm -hmm. culture is toxic capitalist culture is toxic it all wraps together like like a little what's that thing called it's like the snake that's like eating its tail yeah, yeah, like one of those. Yeah, yeah. Nigel brought up a really good point <laughs> that the scariest fandom is the corporation fandom. <laughs> it's so oh my absurd. god. And it's weird because I feel like we've given these people such elevated status in our culture and made them like influencers or whatever. But people who are just like, oh, I buy everything Gucci, I buy everything Louis, I buy everything like. Okay, that's disturbing. You're buying this, like, you're a label whore, basically. Like, that's, like, capitalism, materialism to the nth degree. But at the same time, if you really do unpack that, I guess that is stan culture. Because yeah. you're you're wrapped up in this brand. Like, you've almost ex- adopted this brand as your identity. And I, I think that's another thing to touch on about stan culture. Like when I stand things, it wasn't like, oh, here's my interest. It was like, I watched this show. I like this person. I am a fan of this. You you almost like sort of lose all aspects of self. That makes a lot of sense. And do you think that if people don't want to be themselves, they just adopt all of that stuff so they can, um, it like covers their personality or who they really are? That's a hot take. I feel like that's interesting. So I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily realize they don't like themselves. So I feel like it's very much like subconscious, but I feel like that plays into it. We're all like looking for an identity. We're all looking for an escape from this reality we're living in. We're all looking to like create something else. And at the end of the day, Like, we're sort of sold these ideas of, like, glamour and riches and fame and fortune that none of us are ever going to get, except for these individuals that we've placed on these pedestals. And it's because we want to be in their place at the end of the day. And maybe that's why we tear them down so harshly, because we want to think we would act differently in their position. We want to think, like, we want to put us in the place of virtue. Like, we want to be that person, be that rich, like, exciting thing. But we're not that. So we critique it. We want to be it. We emulate it. We do all sorts of things with it. 
Yeah, it's so crazy um, how, how pervasive <laughs> that is in our culture and how we like are taught from a very young age. Like it goes back to like the way that history is framed and the way that we're taught that history is just the result of the, a- the actions of a couple really um, select individuals that happen to be white, male. It like shows itself in the way that there's all these Elon Musk simps, all these Elon Musk stands, and it's crazy how they think that he contributes anything to society and that he's not a leech. And he's, he's a leech. I yeah, literally saw today on Twitter, he like created like this thing that like connects like audio waves to your brain. And I saw someone be like, so you invented an ear. It's <laughs> like he's trying to like reinvent the wheel at this point. Like no one needs Elon Musk. We have evolved past the need for Elon Musk. We've evolved past, that. we've never needed him. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he, he didn't invent that. It was a bunch of, he had like a team that he um right that he paid to do it that he you know it was like you guys are gonna build this and you know they have to do whatever the whatever he says he says think yeah. of something creative and make it and then i'm gonna say i did it and, and a lot of times he doesn't yeah. even it. you can almost think about celebrities in that way too though it's easy to see that with elon but at the end of the day such and such celebrity isn't doing their makeup isn't like formulating their makeup line they're not like curating their merch like they have like these gigantic teams huge teams that go into like anything they come out with yeah it's this one person we're worshiping i mean for liking case too (laughs) case doesn't have a makeup line they're just mannequins to sell products on you know and that's where it gets dark, but it's the truth. Everybody's a capitalist puppet at the end of the day. Even us, but we vibing though, I don't know. So if you like what you hear, you can follow us at Thirst Eye on Twitter and Instagram. We're also starting a TikTok. It's Thirst Eye Podcast because Thirst Eye was already taken. We also are thinking about starting a Patreon. And um, yeah, let's get into our intentions. Who has an intention to start off with? Um, I'll go first. So me, number 13, would like to solemnly swear to never stand anybody again. Um, I've been pretty true to my promise um, since my anti-Sharon stand phase. Actually, not my anti-Sharon stand phase, my Sharon stand phase. We're, we're anti now. And I don't know, because there's people I really look up to, like musicians, but I'm not gonna throw my life away to them. I've, I'm coming into the time of standing in my own power, reclaiming my power, because honestly, we're giving so much of our power away to these corporations and these celebrities, and they they don't do anything for us. I need to. We I think we all need to just focus on our own lives, and I think that will be good for society. Focusing on our own lives and focusing on cultivating like this happiness 
and like an interesting life without trying to like project this on this external person well yeah i totally agree um this is number nine i'm gonna be standing myself standing that inner child that needs um nurturing and just working on that and that's the only person i'm gonna be standing yes snaps to that one right there yeah um what number nine said i agree with that to um to stand yourself is really the only way out standing um like celebrities or corporations or anything like that that's that's not going to get you anywhere and they don't care about you they only look at you as a dollar sign like you're just a number to them so the only way to like you know break out of that is to stand yourself and create your own love and you know grow up i don't really have any intentions with this i would love to be stood standed stand uh so if you want to stand me um consider supporting me on patreon i really want to get like a nice breast implant I'm really vibing with what everyone's saying, so from now on, I'm only going to stand myself. But I'm also going to stand my friends, because my friends are so cute. Yes, that's a good point. You're also cute. I love you guys. Right, this is cute, and I, I believe that's another good point, you know? Start appreciating the people we have in real life instead of trying to run away to this internet reality where everyone likes the same thing as you. You know, meet some people in real life, go outside, like speak to a person. It's scary, but we gotta do it. Yeah. You also like, when you talk to someone else, it like, it like recenters your brain. Like if you're just by yourself in your own head all of the time, you kind of lose perspective on reality. Mm-hmm. But like when you go and talk to someone, it like you're like, oh, they're a real person. Like there's real people that exist, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think scam culture is almost like a feedback loop because you're hearing the same opinion over and over again from people who like the same thing as you. And yeah, I think it's time to have lots of different opinions and talk to lots of different people and experience lots of different things. And I don't know, scam culture or canceling it. Uh, real life culture, we were considering it. Anyways, so if you liked what we discussed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to our OnlyFans. You can find us on Twitter at thirsti3, the number S-T-E-Y-E. Same as on Instagram, and we're also on TikTok at 3STI podcast, Thursday podcast. And thank you for joining us. Adios.